Hello and welcome to We Never Met, the podcast where I have interesting strangers on every single week. And today we have, you guys can introduce yourselves. Andy Kosanke. Joe Tomchek. And together you are... Paper Holland. We were supposed to say that together. <laughs> yeah, I think. Part of Paper Holland. <laughs> Two sixth of wait. One third. I need it. One third. I need it. I need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To reduce the to reduce fraction. The fraction. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Always what, reduce. Always. Reduce, <laughs> reuse, recycle. That's what. That's, the that's our whole motto. This is sponsored by the recycling board. This podcast. <laughs> um, so yeah, how many how many be- uh, members are there together? Six. Six. Six on a on a normal day. On a normal day, that's a relatively larger band. Yeah. Was that intentional from the beginning or did, was there just more dope people that you just wanted to add more? Pretty much that. Yeah. yeah. We, yeah, we, we kept kind of expanding what we were doing on the albums and then we found people to play that live and, and we just liked it and stuck with them. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you guys meet each other? <laughs> uh, we met each other, uh, in high school. We were probably, <laughs> Uh, if you're if you're not uh, <laughs> if you're not watching this right now, there's a dog on me. She's the host now. Yeah. yeah so uh, um, let's see if she has any questions. Yeah, we we met when we were in high school um, through um, a band that I was in. They knew Joe, and we all were skateboarders. Oh, we really? Met, we met through. Do you skateboarding. still skate? No, I still bring my board out every now and then and do like a few tricks to just be like. All right. And then I like go in and ice my legs (laughs) and and that's it. So I do it. I just take it out once a year, twice a year and do a couple tricks and then go back in the house. I don't, I don't have a board anymore, but yeah, uh, yeah, I play on Tony Hawk all the time. Still super good. Yeah. I, uh, I I skateboarded on uh, a tour that we did early in the summer. Really? Uh, Sam Morgani, who, um, who, whose studio we're 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 in right now. Uh, He brought a skateboard on tour. He came on tour with us okay. uh, and, and I skated quite a bit and wow. I was super happy that I still had it. I thought I'd lost all of it. What, uh, can you do any like really cool tricks? Like what's the coolest skateboard trick you can do? A manual. Uh, <laughs> That's really cool. Uh, I, uh, I, I could still do, I think the, the coolest thing I could still do is probably a varial flip. What does that look like? I'll have to Google it. Um, it's, it's a, it's basically like a kick flip. So the, <laughs> the board is doing a, a 360, um, sideways and then it it rotates um 180 degrees while it's flipping does okay that, is I'm that providing a visual it. yeah 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 do you, do you have a tech deck <laughs> i'll have to put it on the screen while you're talking about it yeah it's yeah, yeah. it's it's like it's a it's a 360 one way and, a, and the board rotates from like nose to tail flips around okay so i hope i'm explaining it yeah, right yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's it's cool it's kind of a an in-between of uh like it's like if you can't do a 360 flip, which is the <laughs> kind of like a standard bearer of like yeah, you're yeah. at a different level of, of being a skater. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's like when you know, you've kind of, you made it, you've arrived. Yeah. 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 But uh, you yeah. Can still do those, can't you? 360 flips? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, Every day, the, all day. The coolest trick I can do is a switch, no comply, big flip. That sounds cool. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you Explain are correct. It visually. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> That one, I, I don't know what uh, how to explain that one. There's a lot going on on that one. Yeah, yeah, your body does a 180, your board does a 360 flip. Okay. I guess that's not that difficult to explain. <laughs> no, you're yeah, better at that than yeah, I am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you picture that? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, because when you watch like X Games and stuff, um, I know a little bit about skateboarding from playing Tony Hawk, but that's right. about as much as I know. So when they like say like, yo, grapefruit 1060, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. is he making this up <laughs> it, on the spot? It, it seems made up. I think it, it's the lingo is really deep. It is. It goes um, so deep. It's like for people who get into it, if I say SSBSTS, that means something to them. Switch stance, backside, tail slide. Dang it. Yeah, it's 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 deep. And uh, yeah. I was trying to unravel the mystery in my own head. Yeah, it's it's something and Tony Hawk did honestly help with it. When I got into skateboarding, Tony Hawk was was my my biggest uh, I guess resource for figuring out all the different things that I couldn't do yet. Yeah. Who did you play on the game? Like who were you? Um was Rodney Mullen in the first one? I think he was. I Back in so. the day, I was a super big Rodney Mullen fan. He's kind of the godfather of, well, he is the godfather of street skating. He yeah. pretty much invented everything, um, every basic trick and a lot of advanced stuff too that that um, is in street skating. He's the first person yeah. to do a riding ollie, I'm pretty sure. Oh. 
Like he did really he did it all like first. Did he get to name the moves when he made them? They're know. all called the Mullen. <laughs> this Mullen is Mullen one. One through 50. <laughs> yeah. Which one can you do? <clears throat> yeah. I can do eight, uh, 15. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that any are, are actually named after him. Um, I don't think so either. He was very humble. He's a super soft-spoken guy. He's not someone who's... A, that, that's kind of part of his allure i think his legend is that he's such a low-key guy yeah. but he he invented all this stuff and he's not he's not what you would think of as the the prototypical skater yeah, he's, yeah. he's not like he's not really edgy or punk or anything he, yeah have you ever met him no, no. oh no. i don't know i've only met a couple of skateboarders i don't even remember who they were <laughs> i got really close to tony hawk <laughs> That's nice. our friends the video kind game. of yeah. Yeah. our friends <laughs> kind of faded. Yeah, you know, after yeah. a little bit. Yeah, he had other things to he do. He knew I just wanted the pizza rolls. <laughs> um, so you met in high school, <clears throat> and were you guys playing music at that point, or did, were you guys? Yeah, really yeah. I, I was in a band when I met Joe. What band? Uh, they were called Tragic Hero. Nice. Sure. You said sure. they. Like you were distancing uh, yeah. yourself from they it. Were, I they were. They called it Tragic yes, Hero. Yes, we I, were called Tragic Hero. I was Hero. not on board. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, there's a, a funny story about Tragic Hero with Joe. Yeah. Um, that we, I don't remember how it happened, but we were part of this contest to play at Summerfest or something. Do you remember if that was the... Yeah, that was what the winner got. Yeah, so there was a contest of like local music and, mm -hmm. and high school high school bands, I think, specifically. Like show us your music and... Yeah compete and whatever and uh i think we took like third place and and joe stole the cake like really? joe came and watched and saw us not win and was like well i'm gonna take this <laughs> and then we all ate the cake at my house oh, really? <laughs> we, we we were winners anyway we took the we, cake yeah, yeah. <laughs> not the prize literally. yeah literally didn't take first but we took I, the I cake. thought i thought they got robbed why did why did they have a cake uh, for the winners, I guess. <laughs> I've never seen. I don't remember, but I remember your mom being surprisingly cool with me doing that. She was I like, think she was a little upset you didn't win. Too. She was like, "There's a cake here," and we were like, "Do you want some?" Yeah, sure. Yeah, take yeah I it. guess. Wow. <laughs> I think that was when I was like, "Congrats, losers!" This guy's in. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna I, make a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <clears> what <throat> were you doing uh, in high school? Uh, um, I was I was skateboarding and just hanging out. Uh, yeah. I, a lot of my friends, there was just a cross-section between people who uh, skated and, and played music. And yeah. then when I, sort of when I started hanging around you through our mutual friends and, and I, I saw what the band was like and it just, that really took off for me. I really wanted yeah. to be a part of it, but I didn't play anything at the time. Okay. Um, and, but I, I went to Milwaukee High School of the Arts for creative writing. Gotcha. So I had just notebooks of poetry yeah, and, yeah. and and stuff like that that i and, and then eventually i just converted that stuff into lyrics and i uh i would just give them the the lyrics yeah, joe and, wrote a few lyrics for songs that um tragic hero played oh really yeah You're like he was sort of like writer. a ghostwriter he was yeah, like yeah yeah who's elton john's bernie talpin there you go yeah i'm that the bernie talpin of tragic <laughs> hero guy. a band you've never heard of yeah yes that exactly. andy wants to distance himself <laughs> no, but I, I just no I, no i really wanted I like to be around with them they're, they're great guys i let's <laughs> make one thing clear yeah yeah there's nothing wrong with tragic hero it's just a very long time ago yeah um so you were their ghostwriter for some songs yeah well i realized that um a lot of people struggled with that part of of the writing process, yeah, the words, and and I had just so many pages, so many words of notebooks of yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so many words, yeah. the best words. <laughs> I just, I mean, I was I was a very, I think, uh, angsty teen more than I even realized, mm. and uh, so I, I just I had written a lot, and uh, it was it was cool to have it used, and that was kind of yeah. my my foot in the door. Because have you looked back at those now? Like, have you looked back on like what you used to write in high school, like the poetry? A little bit. I remember what some of them were about, and. Some of them aren't as cringy as, as I uh, as, as you might think. Um, yeah, I remember I wrote one about South Shore Park. Uh, okay. It was an ode to a park that's in Bayview that yeah. we had spent a lot of time in skateboarding and just uh, just a really beautiful place. And uh, so it wasn't all just like I'm misunderstood. It wasn't like it wasn't <laughs> yeah, all yeah, just yeah. like Lincoln Park and right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> just you know the, the stuff like there was that was an era. Yeah, like it was the, the like the Hoobas thing, the new metal, just kind of cringy, uh, misunderstood. Yeah, uh, and that that stuff was was what was popular when we were in high school. But I, I don't think that that my writing at the time reflected that too much. I'm sure mm -hmm. there were some. If if I went through all of them now, like maybe the ones you didn't get. Yeah, the ones that were left on the the drawing room floor. Maybe there's some super cringy ones, but. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I was also really into the doors at the time, so I okay. bet I was trying to get a little out there conceptually. Um, I wrote one about, it was called Red Walls, and I wrote one about the Iraq War. Um, wow, that's heavy. Yeah, that was going on too. Yeah. 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 I mean, still? Um, there are wars there. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's it. That's your new song. There are wars there still. There are wars still. <laughs> still, question mark. It's dot, a dot, dot, to be continued. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I think, well, I knew you were listening, you and a lot of my other friends. I wasn't so into punk, but. Um, you were like the only one that wasn't. I really was. Yeah. We would drive around wow. and they would always be playing uh, anti-flag and, and, and different punk I don't even bands. think I know who anti-flag is. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're very political punk band. Uh, are they regional? Like, are they from the They're Midwest? They're from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I haven't heard of them. They were very, uh, they were just kind of the most vocal and and uh, just direct mm. anti-Bush, uh, I almost said anti-Trump. It feels <laughs> the same, honestly. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah the, the, they were just very, very directly, vocally right. anti-Bush. There was no, um, like, you know, like a glossiness on them. Right, no, right. It was no. directly to the point. Yes. Right. Yeah. I, it, it's like, they, they were just, I feel like they had merch that was just like, fuck Bush like, or like. Well, that was like, um, I don't remember who it was, but it was like the not my president shirt. Mm, which Yeah. Which was was it it might've been that. I don't remember whose, whose merch it was, but that was like that time. <laughs> Could have been them. You know, there was, um, I think it was called like rock against Bush or something like that. That okay. was, it was like a whole compilation. Yeah. That was back when, uh, no effects put out war on errorism. And stuff. There was yeah. like, there's a lot of punk music that was very uh, American anti Idiots. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now a Broadway musical. I don't know yeah. if it's still on Broadway, but it, I think it, so. It'll probably come yeah. back, even if it's not. Yeah, you know, they all come back. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we're all Hamilton listening can to, only be there so long. No, that's gonna be there forever. <laughs> yeah. We're all listening to like more punk music, and and Joe is like, but what about like Modest Mouse and Built to Spill? <laughs> what about like, sad indie like, music? Get out of here! <laughs> come on, like, guys. And then I, we I all just, slowly came to it. Like he's right. Oh, I just, I remember making you mix CDs, uh, just trying to like kind of. Nice. He was just, courting me musically. Yeah. yeah it was we, working. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the the band, we, we ended up in a band together uh, that was, that was also a punk band. It was, um, it was called Candlelit Murder. Wow. They were called Candlelit Murder. <laughs> um, they came up with the name, uh, Actually, a friend came up with it, and that was the name of the the band before I was in it. Okay. And as soon as I joined, um, I I kind of want to change the name, but I didn't want to ruffle feathers too yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was definitely trying to steer us away from the the heavier punk music that that they were writing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it didn't work. It didn't work for a long time. <laughs> it didn't, uh, it didn't work. It, it well, it didn't work for the duration of that band. Um, I kind of tried to do a spinoff band with Andy, <laughs> where we would just do acoustic stuff. Okay. It was called Lucky Squares. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah definitely a different vibe than candlelit murder yeah. <laughs> Murder uh, is intense it, it is very intense um what was the music like for candlelit murder um was it like like punk sort of stuff it, it wasn't super aggressive but it was it was more rock yeah yeah yeah. punk it was faster and so were there any band members from these bands that are in your band currently or is it all different no, like in paper holland right now not in the current band um, um our bassist uh, Robbie is uh, the bassist of Nasty Boys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, our Other, drummer in Candlelit Murder isn't. Bob plays I don't think he's playing currently. music anymore. <laughs> he yeah. retired. Yeah, yeah. Going out on top. <laughs> he's chilling. <laughs> yeah. um, so you try to do a side project together. Yeah, it, it was kind of just me. It was like uh, Joe really like, trying to get you to play together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know that we ever. I think we we played one show as as Lucky Squares. Um, okay. Did we? <laughs> yeah, it was it was an outdoor show at uh, where was that? I feel like it was in it was outside of Milwaukee. How long ago? This would have been pre. This is in high school, so it's I, I would say. 2003 or four. Okay. Probably maybe pre a little high bit school. This was no, no, oh, sorry. Was... Pre the end, pre graduation. Oh, I was like, Whoa, this yeah. is really far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it didn't, it, it didn't take off the way that I wanted it to <laughs> Trio, yeah, no, make no, a decision. Man. You could do it. She's <laughs> old. She's trying. I believe, Aww. I believe in you. you we need help? a, we need like a step stool for her. <laughs> oh. oh, thank you so much. 
There we go. <laughs> Give me a mic. <laughs> yes. So that would have been around like 2002, three, somewhere around there. Okay. Yeah. And then after that, so you don't remember playing the show, but it happened. I you guess. blocked it out. No, yeah. They played the show. <laughs> I yeah. I don't. I don't remember most of most of the shows. I mean, they were just a very long time ago. Um, yeah. But I remember it was fun. But that's playing. a that's a lot of bands to go through to get to this point. Even that. Were there more after that? You've been in a lot. I've uh, been a more, few more. A few more in between than, than I had. But okay. Um, for a while, Andy wasn't playing music. And, uh, really? No, I, I a little I was, while, not not a terrible was, long time. It was but. a bit. Uh, I was in three bands at once. Oh, geez. and I sort of burned myself out. And yeah, then, and then in high them. school, which is crazy <laughs> yeah. to me. Yeah, we would yeah. practice back to back in his basement. Seriously? Yeah, it's like a job. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not super different now, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but it the was, perspective is different now. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a lot and. Yeah, it was it was nice to take a break. So, what three from, bands were you in at the same time? Uh, Tragic Hero, yep, Candlelit Murder, and Fly by Night. And don't forget about the trio or the the duo. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, that would be four. <laughs> three point. I have five. No <laughs> I have no recollection yeah. of. Uh, and the the drummer from Fly by Night is the other nasty boy, Joe Palmieri. Oh, yeah. wow! I mean, so have you guys met a lot of people then doing music here that? Um, like, what do you feel about the music scene here in Milwaukee specifically since you guys have been in it for a while? It's changed a ton. Yeah, it's, I think it's cooler right now than it's ever been. It's more collaborative. It's just deep. Yeah. There's so much talent here and people doing it on a level that it just didn't feel like was being done for a long time. I think that the passion and um, institutions like Radio Milwaukee who are bringing that more to the forefront, it's just right. it is a very different seen than even five years ago but especially 10 years ago yeah it feels a lot more connected and i think the internet helps with that but for sure i think there's more there's a lot more of an identity to milwaukee music now right and and that keeps evolving and it's that looks a little different every year but um yeah this is a really good time to be a musician in milwaukee because how old uh, is paper holland as like a band when did you guys start um there are two schools of thought. <laughs> well, we started uh, we started playing music together for Paper Holland in two thousand eight. Okay. Um, wow, that's a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that that was just primarily just like hanging out occasionally, working on like a song. It yeah. wasn't like we're a band. We're right. gonna play shows. That was gonna... me trying to woo you back into music by by by. <laughs> writing more of it myself instead of yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I did, even when we were in a band uh before that i didn't play guitar i wasn't writing the songs on mm. any instrument um so i i, I sensed that to kind of get the sound that i wanted and to get andy involved that i would just have to do a little bit more mm. uh, legwork from the start so I would, I would start, I just started writing songs and then i would put them on myspace and, oh, really? and tell andy to listen to them yeah and then he it, he would come over to our friend's house who had a, a laptop with GarageBand on it. That's where I was doing all of that. Yeah. And uh, he would add parts to it. And then I think we would like re-upload it to MySpace <laughs> or something like that. But nice. Yeah. So I think, I think that a lot that of sort versioning. Of yeah, yeah. 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 So, so yeah, that was, yeah. So 2008 was, was the beginning of it as far as. Yeah. Like I, the concept of it. Yeah. Like laying a, the, a the foundation. new project. So how long how long did you take a break before you decided to come back before all his wooing worked? Uh I the the wooing worked pretty quickly. I was very um Was it like years that you were like I'm done? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean I, I still played guitar, but I wasn't in any bands. Yeah, yeah. So I would just play guitar at home and That's it. Hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Skateboard, play video games, hang out with my now wife. What <laughs> what made you want to come back and and play in a band uh, again? Really the song that he showed me on on MySpace, well, I, I there was maybe a couple others in in between there, but none of them were like really that serious. It, songs think. or bands? Bands. I was going to say the songs were. Serious. The songs were incredibly <laughs> serious. Uh, no, no, there were. I, I played with a few other bands, but none of them were really like my my project or that I, yeah. I really felt um, like a, a necessarily a key player in. Yeah. 
Um, I tried to get into those too. Well, I, tried, <laughs> I tried to get into one of them. Really? Yeah, I, I kind of auditioned to be the singer. Oh wow! Uh, and didn't didn't get in. Well, so at, at they, that point, it was like the band sort of just. It was, was kind of on the on the outs anyway. But yeah. the, it you had a singer, yeah. who was just super. Uh, lazy i don't know he just didn't, <laughs> he wasn't involved he, he, he very, literally he was, was sitting down yeah. while he, was singing. Uh, he would only a great showman <laughs> it he, was just like uh one of those like we're we're ready to try to go to like another level and yeah and, it, and he I, just I wasn't he just ready. wasn't there for that so. yeah yeah and and yeah so it, it took a long time to i was always kind of trying to position myself to just yeah. to kind of be, get a, to, be around to for playing music yeah yeah yeah, but so yeah, then Joe Joe recorded um, what would eventually become the last song on her first album and <clears throat> sent it to me, just kind of like check this out. Mm-hmm. And I heard it and I said like, I'm I'm gonna be part of whatever this is. Yeah, yeah. It's coming out of retirement. Yeah, it's like Jordan. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna wear 45 for the first year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see what happens. Yeah. yeah so did did you learn how to play an instrument then in that in that time since you primarily were writing songs at the beginning? Yeah, I th- I think I I don't know how, but I just I'd gone on tour with a couple. Uh, I'd gone on tour a few times with some friends' bands, and I I just honestly watched enough guitar where I felt like really yeah. After kind of the third time I went on tour with them, which was a very um, my friends' band, it was a very long tour, and we went to Florida and back, and it was about a month. And I kind of spent every night watching uh, my friend play guitar and I just picked up on all the shapes he was doing and, and just kind of progressions and, wow. and, and eventually it just kind of clicked to me and then I imitated that as much as I could when I got home. And uh, it was still very rudimentary. I think the first, the song that I, the first song I sent you was like two chords. Yeah, um, but it was good nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was no filtering process. It was just like, I thought those two chords sounded good together. Uh, I recorded some layers over that, did the vocals and lyrics and, and, and all of it was in one night and then I sent it to him and wow. I was just ready to go. Wow. Yeah, I felt yeah. like I'd like kind of gone through the training process. I just like kind of absorbed enough and yeah, through the osmosis of that, it was just like, all right, let's do this. So how did the rest of the band get formed after you guys were together? That That's sort of where the second school of thought of how long <laughs> we've been a band Good segue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really comes into play because like I said, we were just like casually writing songs yeah. every now and then, you know, Joe had an idea, I'd come, add guitar, but then our friends um, started a recording studio and they said, we'll record an album for you for free wow. if you have an album to record. So we were like, let's. We're like, yes, of course we do. Yeah, for Even if free. Yeah, let's write some filler. We were yeah. like, let's <laughs> let's figure out like how to do this. Let's you know write, finish a, a full album, and go record it and see yeah, yeah. see what that's like. And that's that's what turned into Happy Belated. Okay. And I would say that that's really, and, and that took a long time because we still weren't like we're gonna be a band that plays shows, and we're gonna you know we weren't like chasing any ambition or you know. Uh, chasing any goals. So once we realized that we wanted to have an album release and it had just been us two, that's when like the, the band formed when we realized, you know, we need a bassist, we need a, a drummer. How'd you guys find and all those people? The, um, the drummer was our, our friend Brian who recorded the album is now the uh, drummer in my other band, Flat Teeth. Mm-hmm. And uh, the bassist was Mark who's our current bassist. Oh, nice. Yeah. He's been with us since, since our first show. Um, but he's not on the first album, but yeah, he's been there uh, the whole time. And, uh, we know Mark through my wife. They went to school together. Okay. So what was that first process of recording an album like? Cause was that new to both of you being in a recording studio and like yeah. recording a full length? Definitely. Did you have well, everything prepared? We, before? we recorded some stuff in a basement, like in a, in a guy's basement for candlelit murder. And I don't think that ever actually got like finished. So we had gone through like, you know, bring your amps and your drums and mm. set up mics and like, I'm going to hit record and then, you know, do it as well as you can. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that stuff, I don't think it ever got finished. I don't think no, it ever it was to tape. Yeah. So we, so we got, never it was even like, oh, really? we were in high school. We just didn't have any money. Yeah. To, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of, yeah, it was, so uh, we had I, gone through the process a little, although I, I don't think I did anything for that. I don't think I were, ever did vocals singing? for that. Yeah. Um, so we, so we had gotten, you know, some experience in that, but yeah, 
um, as far as, you know, seeing a, a project from start to finish, the happy belated was the first one. Yeah. I think. Was it difficult or like, what, what were some of the challenges of like the first thing that you recorded? I had a, honestly, I, um, I struggled with giving up control of it immediately mm. because I had gotten so used to, I, I, I only knew, uh, at that point recording it myself Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, w- with Andy's help, of course. But, um, I had already kind of developed this, this sound and these methods that I liked mm-hmm. and, uh, like I wasn't doing stuff to a click track. Yeah. Uh, and I was just dousing everything Despite in reverb and I like being I, asked multiple times, right? I, <laughs> I really liked the, the lo-fi sound and, and I had a, um, a different vision in mind of, of what I wanted this album to be. Yeah. And then as soon as we started working with other people, I realized that other people just have their own ideas of, of, yeah. of how things should go. And because our friends uh, were recording us for free, I felt like they, they had a little bit of, of, of leverage. Sure. And uh, they, they also wanted to use the album that we were recording as, as sort of a, a demo, like as right, part like of their sort of studio do. portfolio. Yeah, exactly. Right. So they wanted it to be very polished. Yeah. And um, they're just, they just both happened to be sort of into a little bit, just their musical taste is just a bit different than mine. It's it's not yeah, yeah, crazy yeah. different, but what they kind of wanted to push the album to was just not where I wanted to go with it. And I, I struggled yeah. with that, but I, um, I went through the whole process, and and uh, we went through the whole process, and and then when it was finished, I just was not happy with it. And and I think that it, it they're good, um, they're good songs, and they are good mm-hmm. recordings. But I've just always struggled with uh, hearing what i wanted to do different mm. differently with still it. now and yeah, yeah. I, I honestly i don't listen to it um i kind of can't and and um <laughs> do you what, listen to it or are you okay with it or i no? don't really listen to uh, any of it just because we spent so much time um living with those songs before they became mm. like that's sort of a, a fun thing with being well, a musician is that by the time other people hear them you're already like I gotta start something new. Right, like we've already yeah, yeah. been. We you already go through like every version of the song, and then figuring out how to play it with other people, yeah. then recording it, then mixing it, then mastering it, then you know the the production, and then rehearsing it. For, so by the time you're like playing these songs, you're kind of already like several months, if not right. longer, into Maybe years. Yeah, new songs are are <clears throat> are not new. Yeah, yeah exactly. almost any of the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because of that, exactly the, yeah. the just how long that process is to go from writing to recording to releasing. By the time, I, th- I would say, by the time that you have a release show and you're, you're introducing all these new songs to people, yeah, you're all you're probably already have a lot of new material and, and maybe already mm-hmm. don't feel like where you did when you right, were right. writing those songs. So right, you just, yeah. as an artist, I think as a musician, at least you're always a little bit behind uh, your own cycle. You're always <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. bit behind your release cycle because it just, it all just takes so long. Right. Have you ever thought about going back and being like, let's re-record that album the way we want. We to have thought about that. Yeah. 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 I, think, about it. I think that's something that, that we will do someday. Yeah. Um, it's kind of crazy because we, we thought about doing it. It was already the 10 year anniversary of it, like last year or something. No, it was 2013 is when it came out. But not when we recorded it. Oh, yeah. Well, so. Okay, you're right. All right, all right. 2023. You were buying ourselves more time. Yeah, if we, yeah, 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 yeah. That is a school of thought. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, we, I, I, would, I would like to do that, um, but definitely definitely not next. Um, right, right. I really want to continue to, to move forward with, with what we've been doing. So that's something that... that I would like to revisit, I think, but it, it, it doesn't quite feel like the right time for it now. But I, I think yeah. there will be a time. Because how many songs are on that album? It's uh, ten. 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 Yeah. Ten and ten. Ten, ten songs, ten years. Oh, I maybe, like it. Maybe it needs to be ten, ten, twenty. I bet that's going to be a very popular release date next year. Yeah. <laughs> and wedding date. Yeah. Isn't that a, a number in the 90s that you would use to, like, if, if you, that was like a collect call number, wasn't it? Or no, it was ten, ten, two, twenty. What would happen you when you called it? The person would get charged, like if you were at a phone. <laughs> whoever answered, uh, solid prank. I think they'd have to. <laughs> you owe money. Now. You. you better not answer your phone, idiot. <laughs> There's no caller there, ID, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Way to have there, a landline. There were all kinds of those, though. Uh, like if you didn't have a quarter or whatever it was for the payphone, yeah. oh. you could type in one of those numbers, that makes and sense. Uh, and the person would have to like accept the the, accept charge. the charges. That was like what a collect call was. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh. 
Interesting. I feel super old. <laughs> I, I feel, like I feel all, somehow older than both of you, and I feel like we we all, all live through this. Age, almost, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. Payphones don't exist anymore. <laughs> no. Yeah, they're more like art pieces at this point, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They're not. They're not and, actually and movie used. props. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, Matrix movie props. Exactly. What yeah. would they do now? Would they just be all cell phone? How would... Matrix? Yeah, we're they, gonna find it was out. It's a big deal in the. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Is there a new one? Yeah, Matrix Four is gonna happen. Wow. But I've never seen the second or third ones. So That's I haven't okay. seen any of them. Really? The first ones. You never good. seen the original Matrix? No. How did you manage to withstand that like cultural phenomenon? I don't know. I feel like I, didn't, I haven't seen a lot of movies. <laughs> I, I feel like, like that too, too, but yeah. yeah. What's another really big movie that, that you think people would be shocked you haven't seen? Uh, I'm trying to think back. I just saw Titanic. Uh, I don't think I've seen it. Do you think it's it spoiled for you? <laughs> I don't think I've seen the whole what thing. What happened? No? Yeah. It's I'm, long. I remember it came uh, in two VHS <laughs> tapes. Yep. Part one and part two. Yeah, there's, there's some super dramatic end to like cassette or whatever tape one yeah yeah because my my friend's parents had the the titanic and it was yeah it was like a, a box you know, yeah with two tapes in it right so that's insane a, a titanic i'm not of, gonna sit through the yeah yeah that was the that was james cameron's white album phase that was his uh <laughs> but if you like uh like pulp like fiction video games too. i haven't seen that that's it that's what, what is it pulp fiction's a good I haven't one seen it. It, it it's it's good i don't know I don't know. I feel like that one, I don't know. It, it's definitely a good movie, but I don't know that, that I would say you're outside of like the, the, I don't know. I was a little too young to know how big of a cultural phenomenon that is, but I, I know that that's true, a movie yeah. that gets referenced a lot in, in pop culture and just yeah. seems like it's kind of coming back more. I see more like Mia Wallace and uh, yeah, yeah. John Travolta costumes every year. And yeah, yeah. But there's like, if you look at like the top hundred, they they like rank them, you know, like the best movies. Yeah, ever. yeah. There's like a bunch of them I haven't seen. So... I think I need to get on that. I took whatever that that I know what list you're talking about. It's like it's not Turner Classic Movies. There's there's some kind of sorry biggest uh, essential list, and I can't remember who put it out. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it's some it's like acronym that's AFI or something. The American Film Institute, maybe. maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AFI, the band. The band. America's funniest <laughs> the punk rock yeah. band. <laughs> Wrong one. Uh, in, in a, a long time ago, I I got as many of those movies as I could I could from the library and I, I watched a bunch of them that I hadn't seen but yeah like uh, Casablanca and Gone with the Wind and uh, oh, a lot yeah, of the really you haven't seen either of those I've seen Casablanca okay yeah, but not Gone with the Wind Gone with the Wind is also super long what is the premise of Gone with the Wind it's an antebellum honestly I don't remember it super well it's either explain it's to either right after <laughs> it goes through the the Civil Describe War it like it's in the clip. south um I think it's honestly it just kind of deals with what it was like for people in the South who weren't directly involved with the war, uh, with the like, Civil like War, the Civil War, yeah. yeah. Uh, how they, how that kind of affected them, which seems like a perspective that it's an odd we really shouldn't care about. <laughs> <laughs> Poor antebellum South. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry to insult anyone <laughs> from the South, but uh, that's that's my recollection of it. Clark Gable's in it. I don't really remember what his character even was. I. I'm not an authority to speak on this. I'm gonna. I, I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna punt defer on, to uh, yeah. IMDb. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You go. You guys can go look up the synopsis. Yeah, yeah. And uh, decide if you want to watch it yourself. I don't think I've ever seen it either. Yeah. Well, there you go. Movie night with Paper Holland, <laughs> <laughs> where I butcher the the synopsis of. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what this your is favorite about. films. I feel like that could be a podcast. Just guessing what a story is. <laughs> I saw this when I was we, seven. I'm gonna tell you what it's about. That's oh, what yeah. we never saw. Because yeah. we never met. We never saw. <laughs> we never, we saw, never saw this. Yeah. And then we'll watch it afterwards. Just a five minute podcast. <laughs> yeah. About, like I think it's this. I think so. I was I, talking about Homer Bound. Speaking of dogs, the other day. Have you guys seen that one? Yes. That's a classic. Yeah, I think that was one of the few movies I didn't. We didn't own a lot of movies when i was growing up we didn't have cable my mom was very mm. like we didn't have a lot of money my mom was also very um like get outside and don't go exactly yeah. yeah get out there and find those dogs no video <laughs> games no yeah yeah so but we there would be certain movies that she deemed more appropriate i think homer mm. bound was was definitely wholesome enough for her yeah uh so i watched that movie that's a tearjerker so that's a tearjerker definitely that dog gets uh, stuck shadow in um, michael j fox is yeah michael j. Fox is in. yeah it's a classic but yeah so i had a similar childhood where it was like i had a card where i could only play video games for an hour my mom would punch the card when i had did it and so i could only use it once a day oh shit and yeah this is like, a system like 
just with her this was like something yeah. that, you, that yeah. she came up with it was like with. a library card she had it like laminated wow yeah and so she's like i had to bring it to her and she would punch it or whatever i'd go play for an hour and then that's all i had that's, that's some parenting right there Damn, yeah it worked i mean that's honor system though because i'm like that is well, right check on me after an hour yeah Come I'm, gonna, on, I'm gonna punch in at 10 30 at night <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah hope and you have a nice day at work <laughs> in the morning yeah, it'll be what, great. What would you yeah. play? What did you play during that time? Uh, what we, was like what you played very controlled by her too? Uh, we couldn't play like Mortal Kombat and stuff like that. Okay. Like those games. Nothing with the gratuitous violence, the, yeah, the yeah, M yeah. for mature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I played mostly like Mario and stuff. We had a classic like Nintendo, like the box ones. The yeah, the ones. NES. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of Mario and stuff like that. I think parents can get down with Mario. Yeah, it's a good um, game. My mom, for the longest time, was just super resistant to us getting a video game system and i yeah. love video games i would uh my my babysitter had a super nintendo and, and oh. it made her job so easy because i was just glued to super mario <laughs> World. all i play. ever wanted to do is play super mario world um and so for the longest time uh, i wanted to I, did, I wanted a super nintendo and, and yeah. my mom just just wasn't about it and then it, sonic the hedgehog came out Oh yeah, I had that and, too. And uh, yeah, and, and my, for whatever reason, my mom deemed that Sonic was was like appropriate, was safe. Yeah, yeah. I well, think Sonic she, she's just a, fought like robots, right? He wasn't like punching he, blood out of people, right? Right. <laughs> it definitely was not Mortal Kombat. There weren't yeah. like fatalities. I played Rampage. Did you play Rampage as growing up? With like yeah, you eat people out of buildings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. The yeah. first one I played was Contra. My my parents, my dad was, I, I found out later in life that my dad was very into video games. Oh, wow. And my mom was like, you need to sell that video game system. She's like, he's going over the punch card. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many you're, punches do you have? I'm tearing up the card. Um, <laughs> so we bit. got, we got uh, Super Nintendo and my dad was like, let's, Let's play some Contra. Yeah. Like, right. I mean, like yeah. it was good later in life knowing how I am. Cause I, once I got into video games, it was like. I'm glad I didn't get to play when I was younger because I would have done nothing. Yeah. Like yeah. similar to that. I would yeah. have sat around all day. Right. Yeah. yeah if I, I, I still if do that. If, if I don't have like anything I need to do, I, I can still do that. I'm actually doing that right now. You're playing a video game right now. In yes. Head? In my head. <laughs> Matrix style. I, yeah. I'm, I'm also a, you, what are you playing right now? Uh, I'm playing uh, Zelda Link to the Past. Oh, oh wow. Nice. Old On what system? Uh, the, uh, SNES classic, the small one that has like preloaded games on it. Oh, I'd cool. never played it before and I just got this and I was like, now's the time. Cause I got into world of Warcraft in like high school and Shit. man, I did nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's one. I've never heard of someone casually playing that game. You can't. I think you, you either just get play totally it so hard or yeah. you do not play it. <laughs> you yeah. play it so hard. I had to like, literally I'm like, I can't even download this anymore. Cause I've, I will lose my life. I've, just never, an addiction. I've yeah. never touched it. And, and one of my friends was like, they just like re-released it or something recently. Yeah, they released the original. Yeah, yeah. and he was like, it's They're coming like, Remember out. Remember this? I'm going to check my old character, and he was like, I have played it for over a full year. And I was like, oh, no. I haven't seen daylight yeah. in yeah. weeks. Yeah. Did, did you, were you sinking money into it too? Because there's a lot that you can buy in-game for that, right? Or is uh, that now with that game, you just, I mean, you sink in money because... Originally, you have to take off work <laughs> because <laughs> you're losing money in the real world. But you had to get like get to pay to play online. So like every month, you had to pay a certain amount to keep playing. Okay, so that's how they get you. Right. Yeah, it's like thirty bucks a month to play. Okay, essentially. that's so a lot. It is. Yeah, it's steep. It is. It's a lot of money. Paying on yeah. addiction. Yeah, they really do. Yeah. <laughs> they really get you. And I'm like, yeah, the original came out. I'm like, yeah, that looks so cool, but I cannot even. I can't, can't go back go there. there. I can't <laughs> go there. I'll do nothing. I've come too far to go back to that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't look back. Well, now. I feel like winter in, in Wisconsin is is kind of good for that, though. Yeah, you, it you is. feel like it, you're kind of just you're indoors more and, her, and hermiting more. And like yeah. that's the kind of the season where you feel less guilty about some escape that. Yeah. 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 You don't have to look outside and see that it's dark at 3 p.m. <sighs> Yeah. And that it's going to snow for the next nine days. Yeah. Because it's already been dark with your tunnel vision looking right. at the screen yeah. for four hours. Yeah. But uh, let's go back to the band. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so uh, I want to talk about your most recent album that you released, Galapagos. Mm -hmm. um, and you also released another one, which I didn't know about until I was doing research. The flip side, Galapagos. Yes. yes. Which is awesome. Thank you. Um, so my first question with that is like, how did you get all those people to like cover your songs? Like, how did you get a uh, that that roster is pretty deep on that 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, it's very amazing happy with the people who. And there, it's like eclectic too. It's not like one specific genre. You didn't get just people that played music similar to you. You got everyone. Yeah, right. It was, was it was like a, just across the board artists that we like, uh, yeah. regardless of genre. And and the more uh, different than us, the the better. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And and it was incredible to see what what they did with all those songs. I actually just listened to it yesterday. I I, I listen to it often and I don't have as much guilt about it as if I was listening right, to, other to our playing. album, yeah. which which I do. I, I like Galapagos a lot, but but hearing what people did with Galapagos, it, it's it's incredible. It, it it feels like such a cool thing to be a part of. Yeah. How did that, how did you facilitate that? Like, how do you even get that um, going? It was a lot of uh, emailing and DMing and some of them were just talking in person because a lot of the people that we asked to do it were people that we've known for a very long time. I, I think only... Like very few people that we asked, we maybe haven't played a show with, but like we asked um, Kellen to do it, classic um, to do it, and I mean we've we've known Kellen since we put out Happy Belated. He so was part like, of the Galapagos release show, too. and he was part of the Galapagos release show. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, a, a lot of people were were people that we've known or met, um, and and we've just you know we see. I think we're fairly in tune with like who's who's playing around Milwaukee and, yeah. and so we knew, you know, a, a large group of people that we'd be interested in asking. Yeah. You're also very personable people. I feel like it's hard to <laughs> say you. no. It's not, it would be like, shut up. No, <laughs> I hate you. Yeah. This is the worst. I'm walking out. <laughs> we, um, we, we had a few of those. Yeah. No, we, it, it started with Nickel and Rose. They, um, yeah. they did a few of our songs for local uh, coverage. Local coverage oh, yeah, that was, um, put on by that Milwaukee cool record. Then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were there? No, I just saw the like the videos afterwards. Of the yeah, yeah, stuff. we we put up uh, some. I think each of the songs that they did of ours, which were just incredible. It was, I, I was I was honestly in tears watching what they did. Yeah. with our music, and it was they they just did, they did so good. They just have such they, their music just has so much heart. It's just, mm-hmm. and it was it was so cool to see what they did with that. And I think we. Uh, we wanted to see what people would do with the, yeah. the other like nine songs on that album. What was your favorite one off that? Like if you had to pick one. I I think um, Karen's version of Think. Okay. Because um, I, I was familiar with Karen's, but I didn't know what, what John would do with it. And it came mm. back just so lush and layered and like almost hypnotic to listen to and just stripped away a lot of like, I think a lot of people did a similar thing where like we, we have these songs that um, usually have some personal meaning and, and yeah. are maybe like not as happy as the song would sound mm-hmm. or, or lead you to believe. And a lot of people kind of stripped away that facade of like yeah. uh, pop music yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and kind of like made, made the lyrics a little more naked mm-hmm. or, or maybe wrote something a little more like serious around it. And, have, having that done for Think, especially, which is like a very bouncy, yeah, yeah, you know, light songs. I don't know. I, I just love the version. I can yeah. listen to it over and over and over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I that that's my answer too. Yeah. Um, yeah. What what John what Karen did with with that song? It's not that different than the original, but it did kind of it, it kind of gave it that minor turn, that dark. Like he, it, it felt like he tapped into. Kind of the subject matter and 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 why I wrote those lyrics in the first place more than our version of it did. And uh, I remember when he sent that to us. I was in Austin um, with Abby Jean. Uh, We we lived in LA earlier in the year, where and that was where I got a lot of these songs and heard them for the first time. And when when I heard "Think," um, I just listened to it on loop over and over again. It it was really hypnotic and. yeah, it was it was just it was really cool to see someone you know, twist it a little bit, but but also kind of bring out more of the true meaning of it from me from the beginning. I'm sorry, sorry. trying so hard not to get distracted <laughs> yeah. by her. Yeah. Um, she's hiding a treat. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> With her face. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she does that. That's all she's got. <laughs> yeah, just pushing treats and uh, another one that I it, that I really 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 like. Um, was Josh Everts and and we have the same answers. I was going to say that one too. Yeah, yeah, just because Josh worked on, I mean, Josh engineered and mixed 
Galapagos. So he knew the songs very, all the songs very intimately and, Mm -hmm. and for him to make the version that he made. Um, and that was the first one we got. He was like, we were assuming like, you know, we'll, we'll ask him if he wants to do one. He'll say, no, I've already heard these songs enough. And well, but he, he chose one and he had it done. He was the first one to have it done. Oh, wow. Like that. I mean, that was awesome. I I thought he was going to be like, you know, need a break from the songs before I go back and and start doing something. He just had this idea and he was like, this is, yeah, he sent it so fast. So did you guys like just let these, let them have the songs Mm -hmm. and not hear it until they sent it back to you? Yeah. That's kind of cool. So you had no contact with it until the final. We tried to be pretty hands off and just say like, do, do what you want to do. Um, another one that was like a really fun surprise was Vincent Van Greats because he chose an instrumental Mm. song. So we knew it had to be different. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because he's a vocalist. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Unless he was just going to, you know, uh, do He literally gave you back the same song. (laughs) Here you go. Here you go. This is my version. Yeah. Um, So his was great, too. Van Great. It was Van Great. (laughs) But yeah, he he wrote lyrics for it and and, and vocals. So he, he, I don't want to say other people didn't do work for theirs. They definitely did. But like his was definitely the biggest surprise because he wasn't working from any framework as far as vocals and lyrics. So, Mm -hmm. but he tied it in. It it was, um, thematically it just, it 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 kind of really fit the the album feel. Yeah. It's like, it's really cool to just see something like how creatively someone can do it differently. Like they can take the same song and the same lyrics and just, it can be so different. Right. And, And Vincent heard something in there that that I never heard or none of us heard. We 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 didn't do that, and we, we knew we wanted it to be an instrumental break on the album. Yeah. But but we would have never thought to do what he did with it. And that that was yeah. super cool. People are crazy. It's just yeah. like, it's it's <laughs> well, nuts. Like we, what, what people can think of. Yeah. We kept every time we got one in, it was just like oh fuck, yeah. this is so good, and we, also like why is it so good? Why is it so much? Like I kept you know every time we got one in, I was like it's so much better than what we did. And like it's not, <laughs> but like I just. Oh my God. It, it was really cool seeing how everyone put their own spin on it. And I think if artists are given kind of a, a framework, certain parameters to yeah. work within, I think a certain amount of um, contained creativity uh, really helps artists thrive. Mm. Like have a, have a project, right? have a deadline and a little like, bit of guideline. Like it has to be about this, but whatever, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why I think local coverage is so cool. And, and I think... It's just, I, I know as an artist, it, it really helps to just to to have something to, to go off, off of, of. And, and, and to have a deadline for it to be done. And I think I think that brings out a lot of the best of some artists to, to not have yeah. a long time to overthink it and to kind of be given something to work with yeah. from yeah. Just the beginning. Go with your instinct. Yeah. And, yeah. And see what happens. I mean, that's that's what sort of makes you the artist you are is is following those things. Yeah. So do, we, you guys, uh, do you guys have new music coming out? Like in 2020, is there is there new stuff coming out? We, we hope so. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll we'll see. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, it it's tough. We we have we have a lot in in the hopper. It, yeah, the, the hopper. I was gonna yeah. say coffer. I don't know if in the coffers is that. I don't, I don't know. know what that is. You can make make it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. a lot in the coffee. All words sure. are made yeah, up, sure. so yeah. just go for it. Yeah. It's true. You're right. Yeah. Um, we we would definitely like to. Um, that's something that that we've we've been working towards, and, and, yeah. and I think it's that's kind of when we should be releasing new music. Yeah, um, because we we released Galapagos in June of twenty eighteen, and so you know we had the whole year after that um, just playing that and promoting that. Yeah, and then we did Galapagos to kind of right. bring a little bit more out of that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then. Yeah, now it's it's kind of it's it's definitely what's next mode and and yeah. um, I think just kind of the way the cycles go in Milwaukee, you don't you don't want to be going too long. I think there's you have to balance it between making sure you're working at a speed that isn't forcing things out, but also right, right, right. there is something to be you have to be relevant, you have to stay right, right. relevant, and, and it's like a like a balance between like like yeah, staying on top of people's minds, but doing what's natural, like not forcing right right music and, to come out. Exactly, and and we we kind of went through that conversation recently as as a band where we felt we were trying to get on the same page about that time frame. Yeah, and we I think we ultimately decided that it would be best not to necessarily put a hard deadline on it, or just like kind of let the next yeah batch of songs come when they do. And 
Um, but I don't want it to be too much longer. Yeah, um, yeah. definitely not, not a year from now. I, I, I would, I would like to have something out before that. I actually had a dream the other night about finishing an album. Oh, really? It felt super good. <laughs> and, and it like, always um, does. It, yeah. Yeah. It, uh, and, and it, I didn't get to hear what any of them sounded like in the dreams. So that would have been nice. I could have oh, had a little, just, been a like little poaching taste. my own music. Yeah, just wake taste. up with yeah. a voice memo. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, but it, it's it, sometimes when, when you're in the, the early stages of it, um, it seems like it'll never happen. Mm. It's such a mountain to yeah, climb, I yeah. think. And, and I'm trying to put less pressure on myself. We're all trying to put less pressure on ourselves to, um, to push it out quickly and to, and to have it be anything. Um, right. right because Galapagos was such a kind of a strong vibe and aesthetic overall right, right, right. um it, it kind of a concept album it it was hard to sort of know when to break away from that or how to break away from that do we continue on the tropical thing which has has worked for us and been a lot of fun or do we flip it or do we just write yeah, how music do you do that and like how do you do that transition from like an album that's so heavily sort of <laughs> themed in one specific how do you get away from or do you want to get away from that like what is what is the mindset after doing something like that um i think uh, i don't think we want to you know completely change who we are as a band but we've seen a lot of people doing similar things mm -hmm. that we what we did and i think it'd be nice to just continue to evolve and yeah and you know grow and not do the same thing yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. a good, it's a good challenge, and I think before we were wearing the tropical shirts mm -hmm. and uh, just kind of had that overall had aesthetic. The flamingo, we, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that, all that stuff has has been really fun. Like I really yeah. do love all that stuff, and and uh, that's why we we chose to do an album called Galapagos because yeah. there was all of that fun palm tree flamingo, all that the shirts, all that that aesthetic that came along with that. And yeah. especially in a place like Wisconsin, getting that kind of escapism. Yeah. Uh we we played with uh our friend Andreas. He's filled in on drums. Yeah, uh, I had him on the podcast. Before. Oh, you've had Andreas? I just yeah, listened yeah. to it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's he's a an amazing musician on his own, like multi-talented instrumentalist. Uh, mm. and he he said we were the foundation of Milwaukee bands, uh, not not like the 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 framework, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but like the the bar foundation, I know, yeah, like I know what you mean, like yeah. the the tiki drinks. It's an awesome like bar. The, yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> you go in there in the winter, and yeah, shout out to foundation for sure. Yeah. Um, and 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 that's I've really liked that. That's been the the niche that we've had for the past year. Um, Honestly, I don't think we have a roadmap for how to uh, to go from there, for how to break away from it, or, or how much to break away from it. I think um, I've, I've maybe even been overthinking how to do that, trying to yeah. like create a an album title or a concept before moving forward. And and recently, I've been trying to just let myself let us just write songs and and then let that become something instead of right. uh, starting from the beginning with a title and 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 kind of forcing things into that framework it's almost like a cycle that you put yourself in because it's like the the public you you view their persona as like oh if we go away from this will they like it you know and right. then you're like oh babe we should do this probably yeah. right and then then they, oh they won't like it you know yeah. and then right yeah so. yeah that that's definitely a battle and i think everyone does that um part of why we do this and and I mean, we obviously are doing a lot of it publicly and, and yeah. people are a part of it, definitely. Mm -hmm. And it's it's awesome that uh, people care about what we're doing at all. Right, right, right. And I think there, there's a little bit of responsibility that, that comes with that. I don't, uh, but I think that's that's really a, a tricky thing uh, as an artist, how much to, to kind of play and do expectations. Right. You want to subvert expectations. Will people be kind of jarred by yeah. a dramatic change? But um I really think that if if we just continue to do something natural for us, I, I, I hope people would, would still be on board with that. You know, if it's not yeah, like a yeah, very yeah. Uh, like obvious kind of pandering right. switch to something else, I think <laughs> I think if we just continue organically, I think I think we'll be okay. Because it's like at the end of the day, you guys are making the music, so if you don't like it or yeah. like producing it, yes, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, you know, it's not going to be fun. You have, yeah, you have to just make sure that you're playing music that you want to be playing and right. music that you're proud of. Yeah, you're gonna be playing it a lot, yeah. and, and people yeah. are gonna know if it's disingenuous. Yeah. I, I or think if it's you hate just it, a thing you're that, just not going oh, to yeah. play. Right, you're, you're just, just gonna it. be miserable. Yeah. So it has to be things that you're proud of and that you want to do, and it can't just be fake. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's it's like the the um those like one hit wonder bands that go up and they're just like pissed off that they still gotta play that one song. Yeah, right. But at the end they're like, Oh and you can tell they hate it. You right. Know? There's no enthusiasm for playing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm kind of hate and love that that problem. I think in a way that's a good problem to have. Like I know, yeah. Oh, uh, we have song a made you millions of dollars. Hit, but it's yeah. yeah. A timeless hit. Who's your favorite like one hit wonder band? Who would you say? I I imagine it's probably someone from the nineties. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Um, yeah, the '90s was like a, a big time for the for the single. And uh, yeah, let me think about that for a second. Yeah, do you, do you have one off the top of your head? Um, I'm gonna say Eagle Eye Cherry. Oh, that's a good one. Is that Save, Save Tonight? Tonight? Yeah. yeah, that one's super good. Um, I like that. Who sings Closing Time? Semisonic. Yeah, Semisonic. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a really good yeah, one. I, like I worked one. at a, a bar that played that every night at Closing Time. So like, that one's Everyone not right. Right. I think they, a lot of them in your face, stuff. patrons. Yeah. <laughs> It's that's time what, to close. Uh, I, Get out of here. Yeah. Let me see. I, it's it's definitely something in that in in that era. I you think. know what the song I just thought of based on this? The song "New Shoes" by Pablo Nutini. You know the song? It's like, hey, I, I put my new shoes, shoes on, and suddenly, yeah, I know everything. that song. That song was a hit. <laughs> and then he just left. He was yeah. gone. He just left. It took happens. his new shoes. Mambo um, number five. I'm still Great waiting song. on, on number six. On Lou Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know if you could call um, maybe Mark Morrison, Return of the Mac. I love that song. Oh. It's one of my go-to karaoke songs. And I'm pretty sure that you could safely call him a one-hit wonder. I don't yeah. think he really put out anything else super popular. And All My Life by Casey and JoJo. I don't think a lot of people oh. know any other song by them. So yeah, those, yeah. those are two just kind of off the top of my head. That Eiffel uh, 65. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Blue. That yeah. I love that song. That was a great song. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not even sure. Are they? They're not even from America. I don't think, right? I feel I, like they had. They were like German house or some music yeah, or something. From Eiffel, I guess I would. I would assume French, but I. I yeah, I don't true. know. Um, and they came out around when Daft Punk was mm, very, very was popular. That, that would be time. so cool if, if they were if it eventually also it turned out that, Yeah, <laughs> but that says so much about about the one hit wonder. Like maybe just our age at that yeah. time too, and maybe where the internet was, but. Um, that we don't know anything about them, but like, no, we, fucking we just know, know the that song. song. Yeah. 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 If that song comes on, yeah, I'm singing. That's not the worst thing though, because I, I imagine they've made a lot of money off that and uh, they, they get to live yeah. a pretty normal life. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they've probably been pretty taken care of off that one song, but they don't have to, to live that, that public eye, like, like yeah. celebrity life. They're on a now CD, you know, now like 65 yeah, or whatever I, they're I, up to. I have a, uh, a lot of those um, someone someone gifted it to me yeah. years later yeah um i think like yeah, a white I, elephant white elephant is that what it's called yeah, yeah 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 no it was just i was at a a house party and someone had the collection and i was like oh my god i wanted every single one of these like i remember when they were running you know when there were only one or yeah, two that when yeah. that first came out and uh it, it like that was never my mom was never gonna bite for anything on like an infomercial oh, yeah, like that. Yeah. We just didn't have that kind of money. But when they had this whole collection, I was just like, Holy shit. <laughs> and 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 later on they, they went away to college and they gifted it to me before they left. And it and wow. it was like years after that party. So they just that was super cool. Yeah. How many, so wanted, how many do you have? It's in the it's in the thirties. So it's not yeah. a it's it's They're not high an exhaustive collection. High right. It, yeah. It's, yeah. A lot. it's a lot more than I thought. <laughs> Do you listen to them still, or are they just sitting there? Um, I listen to now two. Oh, okay. I think that one's that one's got my favorites on there, and um, it has the sunscreen song by Baz Luhrmann. I don't even think I know that one. Um, yeah, Baz Luhrmann's a, a director. Uh, he directed oh. Romeo Plus Juliet and um, definitely some other stuff. Uh, Moulin Rouge, I think. Oh, and uh, so, but he has this song. It's the last song on now two. And it's like a, I don't know if it's a graduation speech that he actually gave or if it's just kind of like a mock graduation speech, but it's just all this life advice. Wow. And, uh, Is that spoken word? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's just like this kind of this beat behind it. And um, it's got, it's, it's really cool. And uh, like, I like weep every time I listen to it. Like I try not to listen to it, yeah, yeah. but like every time I revisit it, it just, I don't know. It, it, it's. I'll have to go check it out. It just, it hits hard. Yeah. It, but yeah, it's like his only solid advice within it is like wear sunscreen that's kind of the thing but he but he, he offers stuff. all this other yeah, advice yeah, yeah. but there's just awesome stuff in there like wow um it's like throw away your old bank statements keep your old love letters just like a lot of stuff like that yeah. that just wow yeah there you go 
there's a recommendation for yeah. listening later yeah. <laughs> if you need it. Well, thanks for thanks for coming on. What's uh, Paper Holland's like? Do you guys have a website? We do. Paperholland.com. Nice. Yeah. We fought real Simple. hard for that. Did you? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, luckily there are no other Paper Hollands. So, or, yeah, a so paper company simple. called Holland or something. There is you know? there's a, a Holland paper. Yeah. Yeah. Are they they're just the white sheets that you get? Like the printer paper? Yeah, it's like a Dunder Mifflin thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I thought it was. Competing companies. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then your social media is just Paper Holland as well, right? Yeah, everything is just at Paper Holland, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Awesome. Yeah, all that. Yeah. All that. that that's all awesome. that. Get ready for some new music at some point. Yeah. Some, some yeah. Someday. Yeah. <laughs> someday is coming. Yeah. And you'll definitely. you'll know when you hear it. Yeah. Try to get too it. distracted by video games in the meantime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks, yeah, for, having thanks us. for having us. Thanks for having us.